Tazzy footy tales will never not respect anyone who listens. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the episode. Good day, guys, and welcome to the Tazzy Footy Tales podcast. We're back after a few weeks off due to the coronavirus. We're ready to fill your ears with tall tales from every and any decade. We have some big names lined up over the next few weeks, so watch this space, and if you like what you're hearing, make sure you tell your friends. Hope you enjoy this episode, and thanks for listening. All right, hello and welcome back to another episode of Tassie Footy Tales. I've had a little bit of a layoff. My name's Josh McGuinness, and I'm here with Nat Franklin again. Mate, how you been? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, a bit flat. We haven't been able to keep consistently doing some podcasts, but I'm happy to be back and pretty stoked with the uh, guests that we've got on today, mate. Yeah, pretty happy with this one. Um, obviously, Clarence, footy club legend. Um, we'll just go through a couple of his big sort of achievements. There's plenty more than this, but we'll sort of pick off the top ones. Um, Tasmanian Devils games record holder. We've got here 134 games, and he says he's not sure, but uh, <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon he knows the exact number. Um, Tassie medalist in 2010, only played half the season as well, I think, 11 or 12 games. Um, Devils best and fairest in 2006, runner-up three times. Um, the Daryl Baldock medal in the 2009 Tasmanian State League Grand Final, um, so that's best on ground. Two times Kazali medalist. Um, which is a coach of a premiership side um, in the Tassie State League. Clarence Life member, Tasmanian Devils captain for two seasons and has coached the Tasmanian State team on f- for four seasons, so on a few different occasions. Budgie Gapin, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having me. Good, good, to, ha- good to have you in, mate. Um, I wanted to just ask you this one off the top, so we don't have it here, but I've, I've, I've seen you outside of the footy environment before. <laughs> And you, you, you've come up with this quote. You said, when I was younger, I wanted to, when, I, when I grew up, I wanted to be myself. <laughs> it's, not, it's not quite it. And it's, I actually stole that one off, off one of my good mates, uh, Nathan Grimer. So we were in a, on the grog one day and I stand next to him and we're having a few beers. It was late in the, in the evening and he said, when I grow up, I want to be, I want to be us. <laughs> so then that time I bumped into you, I, I brought it up and you haven't let me live it down since. So, so I can't claim that one, but I do use it, use it every now and again. I really enjoyed that one. I've told a few people. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. So that's good for a laugh. I thought we'd start that off. But um, obviously you're a gun footballer yourself, but you have two brothers as well, Matt and Tim, yeah. um, that have played some high level footy. What was that like? Um, I guess in the backyard when you were a bit younger. It was great fun. I mean, very, very competitive family and coming from a, a sporting family. And as you know, you know, if you've got brothers, you're always trying to bass each other and, and outdo each other. So from an early age, that was us kicking the ball in the backyard and going against each other. And, and fortunate enough to, to play together in the end. Um, I'm not sure how many games we played together. The Tassie together wasn't too many, but we did play on one or two occasions. Then we played also one game for Clarence. Um, can't remember what year it was. I'm shocking all these dates and yeah. things. So yeah, no, it's good, good up, upbringing, and we've been best mates, and we always have been. So it's a good yep. year. And you've moved into a bit of like uh, keep like to keep your fitness, running and riding. You do that a lot with your brother, don't you? Yeah. So he, he's Matt's more into the triathlons yeah. than I am, but um, yeah, when I sort of finished footy, I didn't want to, didn't want to get fat, so I thought I'd better do something. So. 
Um, and there's a group that took up a bit of running, so I sort of do a marathon now normally once once a year. So we've got a group that we, a WhatsApp group called the Gut Runners, and we, different blokes, and we just get, get out for a bit of a cruise, a bit of a social thing. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy it actually. How yeah, many K's are you covering a week? Uh, doing it at the moment, doing quite, quite a few. I mean, I was planning to do the Gold Coast Marathon, but that obviously won't go ahead now. But mm. because running is only you can do at the moment, it's sort yeah. of keeping me sane. But normally we do about 100k a week, so we yeah. just... Fair bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just on the road? Yeah, it's funny. I, I don't need to get sore, so I, f- I find the road even better than grass. I find I get, yeah. if I run on grass, I get a bit sore, but yeah, just on the... On the road, we're only running twos at the moment because of the restrictions, so we've got to split our group up yeah, and yeah. take in turns running with different blokes. I'm sure it's tough work, mate, on the road. I don't think I could, my body could handle that. Um, you played, obviously, some good junior and youth footy as well. Can you talk us through sort of your experience in the juniors coming through before you hit senior level? Yeah, so um, so for me, we, we had a really good side through all the, the junior age. I think we won, didn't lose a game for it the first six years from under eight, under 12, something like that. So that was, um, it's a good start. Probably not a good way to learn about losing <laughs> nuts. That's why I'm probably a sore loser. But, um, and then just come up through the ranks. And then, so I played state under 16 for Tassie. Um, had a year off in the back in 2017 and then came back and then played Mariners and obviously um, sort of played senior footy after that. Yeah. How was that first senior experience with Clarence? It was an interesting one actually, so because I, I was playing, it was my Mariner year, so we played back then, it was full, full-time full Mariner, yep. so, and the seniors were playing in the final on the Sunday, but the reserves were playing as well, so they just put me in the reserves and on the Saturday in, in North Launceston, but, so we caught the bus up to North Launceston, and the message was supposed to get through to the bus to not play me, because someone pulled out injured, so mm. I played reserves on the Saturday, then had to back up and play <laughs> seniors on the Sunday, so it was a big it's weekend. And it's a strange one to debut, but yeah, it was good fun, good experience. Did you get the win? Yes, yes. We played um, we played Bernie in, in the wet at, at North Hobart and, and got the win. So, um, but so the person that sort of was it pulled out injured came back the next week, so I just played reserves at the following week, so he went up on the scenes. How was that first game against Bernie? I know there was a pretty big rivalry, sort of Clarence and Bernie at that sort of time. Yeah, there was, there was. I remember um, Graham Wright was running around for Bernie at that stage, and. Um, he had one of the boys in a headlock, so I mean, I was only probably 70 odd kilos, and I went over and tried to, <laughs> to drag him off as you do, fly, trying to fly the flag, but he pushed me off and said, Go away, boy. So <laughs> just let it go after that. He's he's list manager at Hawthorne. At Hawks, now, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. done really well. Yeah, yeah sure. Right. There you go. Um, so you played a bit of senior footy, Clarence, and then the Tassie Devils come along, mate. Um, what was that? What was sort of the process there of first getting into the squad? Um, and how did it all come about for you? It was pretty, um, it was actually lucky that I played the first year because I did a pre-season with, uh, who was it, Richmond, trying to get on their rookie list at that stage. So that in the old days, that's how you used to do it. And the blokes didn't get picked up, you went over and tried out. So I did that sort of from November to December and yep. their feeder club at the time was Coburg. So they yep. didn't pick me up. They said we'd like you to, to play with Coburg. So I was back at Christmas and lucky I hadn't signed and then got a phone call from Matty Armstrong saying we were about to get a, a devil signing. So then, so pre-season didn't start for the whole squad till January. So yep. it was a short initiation. So it was, yeah, really hard work. And obviously the first year was, um, we got flogged pretty much most weeks. So but it was a good learning experience. But yeah, to throw, to throw a squad that quick together, they did, did a pretty good job, I think. Yeah. And you mentioned Dogger there. How... Um you had him as your coach there with the Devils. How did he influence you through that process? And oh, hugely, yeah. Look, I, 
think Dogger was a really hard on me and, and really mm. hard on a couple of, I guess, the young blokes like Wingnut and, and Thurls and those guys. But um, and that didn't worry me. I mean, there's some some guys now, obviously. Footy's played, you be more positive, all that sort of stuff, and, and that's probably something I learned when I started coaching. But he really drove us to be better, and I guess the fact that he cared was the reason he was he was so tough on us. But yeah, by far he's the biggest influence on on my um, my footy career for sure. Yeah, he's had a pretty big influence on a lot of people's careers, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, um, absolutely, definitely. Um, the devil sort of you, you mentioned the first few years were pretty tough, um, coming off a, not a massive preseason in your first year and. Um, your second year as well, missing finals. But then 2003, have your first taste of finals. And I don't know if you saw, there was a little replay of the game yeah, on Facebook the other day. I sat down and had a look and um, it looked like it was pretty exciting to play in front of a home crowd when you sort of had a bit of a, a following in the finals there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And look, I think people are pretty negative that, you know, footy at the moment probably have been for the last, you know... 10 years, I reckon. But back then, I think, was probably the last time that everything was really positive. There was yeah. no one was... We had the whole sort of state behind us. But So it was huge. It was a great experience. We ended up making a, a prelim that year. And, and as you can see from some of the names we played against, though, it was a pretty hot side. And, yeah, just the team on paper going back. I mean, I'm shocking remembering who I played with and about yeah. certain games and stuff. But, yeah, it was certainly a... Um, it was a red-hot side. So, it was, yeah, it was a yeah, best time of my life in terms of footy-wise. Yeah. So then the Devils merged with North Melbourne. What was your thoughts on that one? No, we, look, we never wanted it to happen mm. because I guess our biggest strength was the us versus their mentality. Yeah. Um, and look, in terms of the players we got, like we played with Gibbo and Jade Rawling, so we had some really good quality guys down here, but losing that us versus their mentality um, was it just a yeah? It just didn't work for us. So um, so yeah. I mean, they asked us what we what we thought of it. I understood their reasons behind. I mean, they didn't think we could win a premiership without some with it, without some help. But yeah. I think it was more to do with it was going to save them some money because they didn't have to go and recruit because they get yeah. these guys for free. So could understand from a business point of view. But yeah, I think it was a I think it was a mistake, and that's obviously why the yeah. what probably started the demise of the. Of the Devils programs, so I did like the like, coaches and management asked the players sort of for their feedback on what they thought, and you probably said exactly what you just said. Then you thought it would probably yeah, go abs- yeah, absolutely, yeah. I remember we had a I can't remember, it was one of the one of the pubs out at, out at Mona, so we, there was a sort of the key group. I think it was probably ten of us that went out there and had a few beers, and they gave their pitch to us. We didn't really like it, but yeah. again, for a certain part understood why they're doing it. Um, and then the first year wasn't too bad, but after that, I think it went down, downhill pretty quickly. Yeah. That pub wasn't the mustard pot, was it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, we come to your 2006 season where you win the BNF, um, and I think you just missed out on finals, finished ninth that year after playing finals for three consecutive seasons. Um, sort of let us know how you felt, like your individual season was obviously pretty good to win a BNF. Um, but then also to sort of miss out on the finals for the first time was that when it started to look a little bit downhill? Yeah, I mean that was that was the year dollars last year as well. So it was a funny year. So I guess from an individual point of view, yeah, it was great to to win it. So I sort of read come run up, come run up a few times. Yeah. So, um, so it was nice to get across the line. But it was a it was a funny year. I mean we had Bolts take over as as caretaker. Yep. Um, so at the end of the season, we had no idea what was happening to the coach, what was going to happen there. So, 
Yeah, so it was, it was a weird sort of feeling. It was a weird sort of feeling that year. Yeah. yeah, right. So Darren Croswell moved in as coach after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, did, how was that with what he had going on and did that, well, did you guys have much of an idea? And Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I, I can probably, I'm, I've never sort of spoke about it publicly before, but I sort of can now because he's actually, he mentioned me in his, in his actual book, what happened there. So <laughs> it's probably fair enough that I can talk about it then if he's mentioned it. So... Yeah, so he had some gambling issues and stuff, but no, we didn't really know about it at the time. Mm. And had some other personal, personal stuff going on. So, um, so in terms of pure coaching, I think he was a fantastic coach, but because the other crap that he had going on in his life, yeah. it just didn't allow him to, to do that. So, um, yeah, because we had a... I was obviously captain at the time, so we had mm. a press conference over at Belrive Vogel. And I was pretty close to him too at the time, but... Um, and I said my bit, they were interviewing him, and I was just sitting over the side, and he came and said, oh, see you, mate, I'm off. I said, I'm thinking, okay, he's just going back to work. He said, no, no, I'm going to London. I'm done. I was like, what? He's got up inside. So that was that. So that was a bit of a shock to me, but, and I left, and then everyone was ringing me, saying, have you known this was on the cards? Which I didn't. I hadn't known. So what, he'd gone to London, and just, what part of the season, just... Like, no. Yes, yeah, so that was a Friday press. Would have been a Friday press conference for Thursday. Yeah, it was, I can, I can remember. Yeah, I, can, I, can, well. I can remember. It was just out of the blue, just left. Yeah, just Didn't left. Got yeah. on, and then got on a plane. He might have rang me from the airport. Even, yeah, and said, yeah. So that was, um, that was that. So that was, um, yeah. So those couple of years um, were pretty tough too. Because what they did then as well, which I think was also part of the reason it did wasn't successful. Like when we first started the Devils had the three regions going, mm. so which is, which is fair. It opens it up to more players because obviously if you go to the one region, you know, some player might want to move down and stuff, but yeah. it doesn't work when you're at the three regions. You all need to be in the, yeah. in the mm. one hub or the one area so you can train together as a group. And we learnt that from when we first started the program. So, so he went back to the old way. Um, and then obviously with the Kangaroos alignment, because when obviously we first had the alignment, we got a lot of the older players, as I said, like Gibbo and Jade Rawlings, like... Whereas he was getting guys out of the, just purely out of, out of the tap cup. And as you know, it's hard to, you don't, if they get, even blokes that get drafted sometimes don't even dominate at sort of VFL level. So, mm-hmm. so the guys we had really battled and so they weren't much help for us. And obviously the results um, were pretty poor for those couple of years. You mentioned your skipper um, through that tough period. How was it um, sort of leading the group in a tough time like that? Yeah, it was Really, really tough was, but I think, um, and I guess we'll talk about the coaching side of it later on, but I guess I'd never had any aspirations to coach, but, but I guess what I went through as being leader of that group through those tough times sort of put me in good stead because, um, yeah, we, I sort of had to help out in, 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 a, in a fair bit because obviously what was going on, so um, Chris had his own personal issues, so you're trying to get the team up and yeah. then him leaving and all that sort of stuff, so, um, so it was challenging, but... It's still sort of rewarding a bit. Yeah. So what happened in the game on the Saturday? Do you, who was coach on that? On the um, day? I can't. Well, Lance took us. Springer, yeah, I was going to say Springer. Springer was, yeah, so Springer was caretaker. So that, that worked really well. So, I mean, we all have one. Springer's a beauty. So He's a good bloke, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and mate, all, all the players had a good relationship with him. So I can't remember how we went. We weren't winning too many games anyway. Yeah. But, um, and then, yeah, I guess the disappointing thing is Bolts went for the position originally against versus Kreser and, and, you know, missed out. And look yeah. what Bolts has done now. Yeah. So, yeah. look, I'm good mates with him, so I'm biased, I guess. So it would have yeah. been good to have him, you know, on board. But, um, 
they made the decision and go see good. It'd be good to get Bolts on the podcast one day, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, Can't... we should hit him up. Yeah. He might be able to give us his number. <laughs> so, <laughs> so was Springer, um, was he already an assistant coach and involved with the group before yeah. he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, basically, I think Springer, um, I'm not sure if he was there for every year prior to that. He might have missed one year, but pretty much he was there from the, from the first year, yeah. same as me, to, to the end. So... Um, and did a great job considering obviously what we're, what we're going through and then obviously the, the last year there was that was probably the toughest thing we're hearing rumours that yeah. it was going to be the last year so you're trying to pick the boys up for that um, mm. so the last year was yeah it was definitely challenging yeah you mentioned that it would have been tough but going through those tough times together it would have been you know even harder you're trying to get yourselves up to make the best like represent your state the best way you can and then told that it's all sort of going going to come to an end yeah how was that well it was happening look we, we just wanted an answer we couldn't get one that, that was the most frustrating mm. thing so we were like okay if this is going to be the end let us know because then we could probably you know might dig a bit deeper or whatever but yeah we couldn't get a definite answer that was the most frustrating thing for me as sort of captain and all the players are always asking me do you know and i said look i don't know anything but even though we, we had a gut feeling it was yeah it was going to be the end so did players sort of have plans in place sort of looking to the the year after sort of knowing that the decision was going to come yeah i think so because we, we, we actually recruited quite a few guys from victoria that last year so um so they're already starting to make decisions plus it wasn't the stability of the club at that point wasn't that great because obviously what happened with with Cruiser yeah. and all that sort of stuff too so um so i think a few would have gone back as it, as it was anyway so six or seven years with the devils what was one probably your favorite memory um during your time the devils Oh, definitely the, definitely the um the prelims. We, I think I only played in one prelim, but definitely the prelim. We think, I think it was two thousand and three. So that was our best best team that we had. So yeah. um, I mean, two thousand and four we were pretty good as well. But yeah, two thousand and three. The big crowds we had down here. I think we had ten or eleven thousand yeah. people, which was which is huge. We haven't seen those crowds since the you know eighties or nineties. So it was um it was good. And the set was the town was buzzing. Everyone loved footy. It was sort of the hottest ticket in town, and it was just good to be part of. Who were some of the biggest names in that team? Um, so we had Jason Heatley, so he was obviously a gun, kicked... Um, Key forward. Yeah, great fella too. So, so he was, on the other day, he came up on the screen, so he was 31 at the time. We had, yeah. obviously, Big Bart was a, a big force. He was pretty handy in that last yeah. quarter the other night, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Don't Argue, the Dusty, yes. Um, Jordan During, who played you know, a few games at Carl. Well, he was a yeah. gun, like at, at that VFL level. So he yeah. got the best and fairest that year, won it pretty easy. So, um, But Plappy, you know, this, the list goes sort of on and on. So mm, yeah. um, Jason Cripps, I think, who's the list manager. Yeah, of Port now, but he was obviously excellent Kilda player, so he came down. And the, the guys that come down really sort of bought into the program too, were really yeah. part of it. Um, Jamie Can, who didn't play AFL footy, but he was a he was a gun little crafty forward come midfielder. Yeah. So, so those blokes that come down from mainland, like you, obviously would have been close mates with those people. How did they find moving to Tassie, and how did they like it? Is it because like there's that argument for having an AFL side not having that retention of yeah. players how did they like it coming down and playing down here yeah that's a good question I mean you have to ask them but I think most of them it's a good once you, once you move here it's a, it's a good mm. spot I mean it depends if you like the bright lights but there weren't too many of those sort of guys I mean a couple of the guys are country guys I think they're the ones mm. that um, 
sort of settled in pretty well. So yeah. it's more the family thing. A lot of them were pretty young, like the first year out at Attack Cup. So it's a big move for them. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. But I think the club looked after them pretty well. So they, um, I think they enjoyed it. Beautiful, mate. So you, um, the Devils finish up and you move straight into coaching at Clarence. Um, they announced um, they're going to start up the, the State League again, sit the second time. Um, and first year, 2009, straight into it. Pretty successful year for you, Blakes? It was, but I almost didn't coach because I finished, my brother was coaching North Hobart at the time, so Bolts was coaching Clarence. Um, and even though I would have preferred to play for Clarence, I obviously couldn't not go where my brother was coaching. So so I was training with North Hobart at the yeah. time and hadn't actually signed a contract. Agreed, the money side it was all agreed to, but just hadn't got around to it. And then Bolts got picked up by the, with the alignment with Box Hill. Yeah. Um, mm about middle of December and then I got a call from footy club saying have you signed yet and I said no I haven't and then they um, said did you want to did you want to coach so I sort of had no aspirations to coach originally so um, so it was really good because I mean the problem is you, you win a premiership and I think oh geez, you must be a good coach but really I look back now I think the stuff that I was doing was bloody ridiculous to be honest. <laughs> so it was sort of good to I guess cut my teeth and learn the, learn the cape along the way and still yeah still be successful. So, but yeah, I look back now and just shape head thing, what the hell was I doing? So, but I had some good assistants around me, like Blighty and Spud Drury, who'd yeah. been under Bolts, and, and Thurl was obviously a wealth of experience. So, um, yeah, so no, was, I really enjoyed it. It was very challenging, very rewarding, but as I said, I, yes, I look back now, I think, geez, I, <laughs> I changed some things that I did, but it ended up, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, so, right. yeah. How was it sort of juggling playing and coaching at the same time? I really enjoy that side of it, to be honest, because um, my last year I was, well, basically the last year and a half, I was only just, obviously just, just coach, but I much preferred it as playing coach yeah. um, than just coach, because I, th- I think my grandfather told me, he said, as a playing coach, if you go and get a kick and play well, everyone thinks you're a good coach, even though it's got nothing to do with it. So um, so I just sort of went that sort of mentality, and had some good, had some good assistance around me, because um, I find if you, if you I, I found that if you're coaching on the ground, during the, the actual game, and then I wasn't normally getting getting kicks, so I was getting frustrated. So mm-hmm. when I went out there and just played, and then obviously come in at quarter time and, and deliver the messages, yeah. um, it worked really well. But if I was out there whinging and complaining and trying to make yeah. moves myself, it was normally an indication that I wasn't probably getting a kick myself, as I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had a pretty handy list to go with it as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So coaching sales, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, very nice. Um, 2010, that's when you win the Tassie medal. Clarence wins the flag again, but halfway through the year, you suffer a pretty serious injury that sort of put a little yeah. end to your, your playing career. Can you talk us through, I guess, the first half of the year, and I think you might have been playing forward, is that right? Yeah. Playing forward, and, um, and then to sort of have that taken away halfway through the year, what was the sort of... Roller coaster of emotion. Yeah, it was. So I mean, it actually dated back. I actually had a pr- I had a surgery in my neck before the season started. So I had it. Um, when was it? about November? So it was the pre-season. I just woke up with a sore neck and it wouldn't go away. Then it got real bad. So I went and had um, had some scans and it was yeah pretty serious. So I had to have a, a fusion done. So I had that done in December. So I didn't really have any pre-season at all. So I only sort of started training back about March. That was the reason I. Played four because yep. I wasn't really fit enough to, to play anywhere else. But as I said, we had a read outside that year, so yep. it was, they were just putting it down my, down my throat all the time. And then, yeah, just at Bell Reef, I just 
so that was kicked me the footy and it was probably the first first miss first pass he's missed in his entire life and <laughs> I dived and sort of landed awkwardly for a split second sort of couldn't feel anything and then oh, yeah. yeah it was was a bit scary but then um yeah that went away and then just went to hospital and could see there was some more damage and the surgeon said no that's it mate you're done so you yeah. can't you can't play anymore so um but yeah look, to be honest it sounds weird but it didn't worry me that much that I was that I was finishing like I wasn't going to be one of those guys that um played towards that I mean I finished obviously I think I was 28 but um so that was, I was only going to do the 2010 season and 11 then I was going to retire anyway yeah. so um so it would have been nice to finish finish that year off yeah um but as I said I was I was playing forward and one of the good mates, Brad Dutley, won the, the goal kick in the year before, so his, his body was banged up when they had some medal. And, um, but I knew I recruited really well. I thought, geez, if I push myself forward, I might be able to kick a few snags. Yeah. So, so I retired him then, <laughs> so I could play forward, and uh, yeah, it worked out pretty well. Kicked a few, that's mm. pretty good. Was there any thought of coming back to play in another grand final? No, no, no. Well, I sort of joked around saying I was coming back. I just, I, someone, well, someone put my name on the team sheet in one of the finals, and then I was getting calls. And um, but then the, the, the league came forward and said, "Oh, unless we get medical clearance, you're not allowed to play anyway." So, but I wasn't, didn't have any intentions yeah. to play. So no. that doesn't sound like Clarence mucking around in the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, you finished coaching um, at the end of 2011, so you coached for another year and a half after that injury. And I think you reached the prelim in 2011. Yes. Yep. Was there any thought of maybe going again after having the success of a couple of flags and then a prelim? No, nah, no. Nah. So I, I even I nearly tossed it in after 2010, to be honest. Um, I had agreed to th- a three-year contract, but, um, yeah, but the club said, no, we, we're pretty keen for you to do it. And then sort of these, um, there was Thurls and Spud, who I think we were sort of pretty keen to to coach, sort of ease them into it. So then that was the sort of the handover handover plan. So so yeah, when I finished two thousand ten it was always gonna eleven was always gonna be my last year coaching. Yeah. Did you like stay involved in the club much in any way in that transition period and years after that help them out? Yes and no, but because you want to make sure, I mean, because I was there and played with a lot of those guys and it's the mm. same message. I wanted to give sort of spot a bit of space and make yeah. sure that he could um, but yeah, I think I went and helped out um, in a cup that finals, I think can't remember one of the years. Yeah, just just sat on the bench just for another another opinion, another voice. Yeah. Um, I can't remember whether it was twelve or thirteen or whatever. So, mm. um, and I just help out every now and again with some recruiting or yeah. um, pushing some names towards me if they if they need. But no, not not officially no. Yeah. So then you coached Tassie in those state games. How did that all come about? Who someone give you a ring and just said. Yeah, so the dogger, dogger called me up and said, oh, I want you to... So I think before that, it was at under 25, under 20, I don't know. Yeah, so like it was different. the other year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I, did, I wasn't a big believer. I thought it was pretty stupid, to be honest. At the end of the day, I mean, you want to be able to... If you want to play state footy... Um, yeah, it should be an open state side. Yeah, correct. Just, correct. So, it was funny. And the, and the year that I coached, our average age was younger than the... And there's the side that did the year before when uh, it was under 23 yeah. so um, so now that was good fun actually got a funny story with that one so because I was, was the first actually Wendy was assistant coach too so and um, I'm not you know normally to go with one of those coaches have these themes and stuff but I was never great at that so I thought yeah. I've got to come up with something so I'm racking my brain so we're playing the knee full up in um, 
that was when the NEFA was split in two divisions, the yep. Sydney and the, and the Queensland oh, one. Yeah. So we were playing the Sydney one. So had a couple of guys pull out. One was um, Eamon B. Buchanan, you know, he played AFL footy. So, mm. so it's the night before the game and having a team meeting and I've gone through this spiel and I said, boys, I'm going to tell you something. I found out that Eamon Buchanan pulled out because he said, I'm not playing against those bloody Tassie idiots. <laughs> and blokes were like, just could see the steam coming out, mm. and was like, and then Dogger go, because I didn't know Dogger knew him. Dogger was there and goes, oh, wait till I see him, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I walked off, right, and I was about to leave the room. Winnie goes to me, you made, you made it up, didn't you? I said, you did actually. <laughs> so it was just a total lie. <laughs> and I'm thinking, please don't Dogger bump into him. He's <laughs> paying for it. God. Yeah. Um, Wendy's the master at that. Yeah, oh, geez, you make shit up. Yeah, nah, that's, a, that's a good fun. You could have done it again, again. So, um, yeah. Boy's got a win, though, from it. Yeah, we did. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was a good experience. We did that year, and then we played um, We played the knee for the next two. So, yeah. um, But the next year, was that was probably our best side. We had um, the four-line Bart, um, Laycock, and AC, so that was a sort of pretty handy. Yeah, yeah. shit. Handy forward line, so that was when it was back to the, the one combined, neither mm. side, and then we played in the year after, and obviously got touched up by WA the yeah. last year, so, which is always going to probably happen. There. It's always good when you can go away and you get the game, and then after you can have a few beers yeah, it's good. in a different city as well, Absolutely. isn't it? That's, that's where you meet people, you think, oh, they're a dickhead on the field, and then they're, yeah. they're normally the ones you don't look on the field, are the ones you probably relate to sort of off it, so it's, yeah, it's a great experience, and, and the guys are involved that love it, because trainings, I mean... Compare your local club, it's a lot better because obviously yeah. the standard it's oh, the best of the around, best. Yeah, it, it doesn't mm. touch it. Mm. Um, doesn't touch the ground too much. So, uh, no, I love that. It was, yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah. How involved were you in regards to like picking players and all of that? You were sort of the main man with that? Yeah, so we, you obviously you get it. I mean, you, you get, it, normally what we do is you, you be smart, you pick assistant coaches that are they're involved with the better sides because you know they're going to have the, the majority of the players. Mm. That way then too, they'll get some buying. Because obviously some clubs get precious and don't want to push their players up. But you know if you've got the coach on board, yeah, it helps. So, um, so now, I mean, the first step, you know, we ring up and say, who are you pushing up, really? Yeah. It's up to the coaches. That, um, and they'll push up some names. Um, I'd go around and watch a few games of footy myself, especially the guys that I don't know much too much about. Yeah. Um, and then do it that way. So, um, but yeah, no, it's a good experience. I mean, you probably always get one or two wrong, and then people complain. Oh, this bloke. Mm. Um, I always find the start. The coaches don't push too many players up, and right at the end, oh, he should be playing. He should be playing. I said, you've had your chance yeah, pushing yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah. You didn't like him three weeks ago. Mm. Yeah. Did you find it tougher to sort of prepare the coach for one game or for like a whole season? Ah, uh, look, the, I think with the state side, the first because we train four weeks just on a Wednesday, so. Probably the first couple of sessions, because a lot of like you don't know either, so yeah. and you're introducing yourself, and um, so I found the first couple of weeks, yeah, it was was hard work, and you got too many blokes here as well, because you got to, you yeah, don't have too much for squad, squad. To with, yeah. yeah, you're upsetting people because they want to be in the squad. It was really you just want to chuck on a bib and run around <laughs> playing defensive for <laughs> for the whole night, but you can't do that. You do it at your own club, but yeah. Um, but the last session when you got the you got probably 23, 24 there, um, and you get a bit closer, the boys are starting to click. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, the last session and travelling away, that side of it. Um, so harder in some regard, but also easy, because you know most of the guys there are pretty talented. They understand footy, they yeah. understand 
But I'd it's a good way to bring everyone yeah. together yeah. on a trip over somewhere like, real quickly before a game. Yeah, and you don't try to reinvent the wheel. I mean, as I said, blokes know to play footy. I mean, just make, make some smart decisions, yeah. do some basic defensive mm. stuff. and Everyone's running a pretty similar game. Yeah, correct. Anyway. Yeah, correct. Mm. Oh, beautiful, mate. You've, um, you've played a fair bit of footy, both in the Devils and with um, the Roos, but who was, who was some of the best players you've played with and or against? In your time, um, I mean, obviously, Wingnuts is probably the yeah, he's probably the best that I've played with. So, um, uh, Jordan Doring, another one. I only, only had him for I think one year. So, yeah, but he was a he was a gun, great fella as too. So, we had a good group back then with the Devils. You know, we we enjoyed we we trained really hard, but we also enjoyed it off the field. Yeah, a lot as well. Um, yeah, and it could be a long season if you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, in terms of who I've played against, it's a good question actually. So, played against Michael Long in a practice match. That was good experience. So, I mean, he was a bit over the hill then, but it was still good experience to. Yeah. Um, I played on. Actually, Stevie J was probably was probably the biggest buzz. So, I got moved on. I was playing half back. I think I got moved on him after he kicked about six and a quarter. So. Was he young then? He's probably coming back. Was he coming back from injury or probably suspension from doing something stupid? So breaking his ankle. But yeah, so I think I kept him for three in the second half. I think he's still up at nine. So it's a good day for Stevie. Better than six. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, probably the two sort of stand out. So throughout your career, you played in a few different sort of positions, a bit of everywhere, really. Where where did you feel like you played your best footy? It's uh, a good question. I probably played the majority of footy on the wing for Devils, um, but I, I think the year on the best and fairest, so my best year there was sort of half back. Yeah. Um, and then obviously just yeah, finished playing up sort of forward. So, um, but yeah, probably wing half back. Yeah. So you got the Devils, like you got the whole season there. So you obviously do your Mad Mondays and your footy trips with them. So what were some of the that would have been a bit different, obviously, with the club. Yeah. Like, how was that? And who were some of the standout performers on those days? Oh, our, probably our first our first footy trip was probably our, our best one. So, have you guys been to Cairns? Yeah, we've yeah. been there a couple, a couple of times. times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Woolshed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's a hell of a spot for a footy trip. So, we've gone to the Woolshed. So, it was our first dev. We didn't do a, dev, a devil's trip in the first year, so it was our... Was our second yeah second year so had a really good crew, about twelve so not good good amount twelve of the, the, mm. the best as well so that was yeah. good. Few folks know they can't come. But, yeah. um, so we go to the wool share. We've you know, been drinking all day, so we're absolutely full already. And um, we go in here, and they got some competition on, and the girls go up first. And it was like it was a trip to Sydney one, so I had to get up on start of this stage and walk along and it was like three songs and you have to cheer them and you'd vote who would stay up there so in the end the girls got down to their like bra and undies so we're thinking this is just fantastic so, <laughs> so it was a winner there right so then it was um it was a guy's turn so the boys made me go up on stage so and i can't dance to save myself so there's a few blokes doing some pretty cool moves but anyway <laughs> i wasn't afraid to get a kid off back then so so i got down to i think so it was, yep, there was, went from 10 down to 5 down to me and this bloke who were last, so, so I was in the last two, so. 
Oh, you got to be happy with that. And I was, so we both had our, just our undies on walking on this stage. So anyhow, he's taken his undies off first. I thought, oh, fair enough. But he's just covered up. <laughs> well, I didn't care. So I've just taken my undies off <laughs> and just didn't cover up. Walked around the stage for this song and got the chocolate. So that was, <laughs> but the only problem was I threw, I was just getting carried away. I thought I was a rock star. <laughs> I threw a shoe in the crowd and I couldn't find it afterwards. So there was me for the rest of the night. With one shoe at this nightclub. Oh, so you weren't leaving there then. Dicky feet, so. Oh, that would be rancid. <laughs> but, um, yeah, some good fun. Some good fun. A good joint the bullshit. We went, we went there one one of the nights. Yeah. yeah was, um, was Gillian's Backpackers Resort there? Yeah. 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 That's so a good that joint. That goes off, doesn't mm. it? Because I reckon we must because when we went, we went, well, it must have been 2002, um, there weren't many footage ships up there at all. Then we went there about five years later, and it was just like Shockers. a sausage yeah. sizzle. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? We went there, there was probably like, yeah, at least six or seven at the same yeah. place we were during the day and that. Yeah. Mm. But no, nah, good fun, good time. What about Mad Mondays? They're all silly Sundays. They're, they're always some good fun days. And after a, a couple of flags at Clarence, I'm sure you would have got, off to, got up to some mischief there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think the Devils one, this one, I've been sort of told to tell this story, but it was one of the recruits, Jamie Cannon, I sort of mentioned before, we um, I think it was like on a Sunday, we've been going for a couple of days, I think it was a Monday or whatever, and we've, we've come out of the old Isa Bar, which is now, that's what I think I saw you last time, wasn't it? I think um, it's the new O Bar, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the new O Bar. So we come out of there, and there's no, he, he was the last one left with his, with his brother-in-law and me, so, and... Um, there's no taxis, we can't get a taxi. So we were walking along trying to get a taxi, trying to ring up. There's none, none there. So he lived on the eastern shore and so did I. We walked down to the, the, the dock and we could see a little dinghy there. <laughs> <laughs> so we jump in this dinghy with his brother with his brother-in-law and man, we had all the safety stuff on, so we're doing all the right things, had the flares and so we made sure that was it. And we started rowing home. So we got, we got about, I live on the blast and not far from where we are here, so, <laughs> and we literally got about 100 metres from the shore and we thought, we've made it, this is perfect. <laughs> nah, the police boat comes over and goes, oh, whose boat's this? I said, oh, it's not, nah, it's not ours. So, had to take a, they took, we were jumping the airboat, they towed the little dinghy back to the, which shown where it was and they, um, they had to leave a note there for the owners and say whether you want to press charges, but we got, uh, so we were sweating it for the next like two or three months and yeah. never, never heard anything from it. So it was, what yeah. time in the morning was that? It was about five, so it was still just getting just light. Just, yeah, just getting light. The sun was going well, lucky it was getting light, or we might have ended up in the morning. Oh, that's brilliant. There's yeah. always some good ones out there. We love hearing them. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that one with us, Budge. Um, have you got any um, future aspirations in footy? You've done a bit of playing and coaching. Would you like to potentially get back involved with it in the future? No, not at all. I get asked it quite a lot, but it actually doesn't interest me, you know, at all. I mean, footy was a massive focus for me. I made it sort of a priority in my life for, for a long period of time. But, um, yeah, I've had my turn doing it. Enjoyed the coaching. Um, it takes up so much time, so yeah. it does burn you out. Like, I reckon... No, when he's been doing it for a long time, and he's obviously passionate about it. But I've got a theory where I think the burnout factor is there pretty, pretty quickly for me, and also can be sometimes also from the group here in the same voice. That's why I did it. Sort of did it for did it for three years, and I've got a young family now, so I'm sort of more focus on on their sports and what they're doing. So yeah. I'd, I'd be very surprised if I ever went back. But I suppose you never say never. Yeah, you definitely realise how much time it takes up 
in times like this. Yeah, <laughs> no, in times. Far out. Yeah, bloody oath. Um, you you mentioned you um tried out for a rookie spot on a list in two thousand and one preseason. Uh, was it? When was it? So I yeah, end of, end of two thousand. So I did I did one in nine. So after my Mariners year, I went over to Melbourne and tried out with them. But then I got injured while I was over there at the surgery. Yeah. So that was sort of sort of that sort of question mark. Yeah. Over my head, but then the year after got invited to one Richmond and uh, went really well. But just I said sorry, but yeah, not good enough. Did so. you have any other interest from any other clubs at all? Um, oh, you know, you, could, you always hear stuff, but as I say to people, you're um, there's always whispers and stuff you hear, but how close um, you, you never know. Yeah. Is, is it you're close to anyone else that doesn't get drafted? Yeah, yeah, yeah so. that's right. <laughs> um, you do a little bit of Spotting for Adelaide as well. We do a little bit of work for Adelaide, sort of for their recruiting. Yeah. Can you talk us through sort of your role there and yeah, how they're all, they're all gone now. Is obviously because all the, uh, the, yeah. the stuff that's happening. So, because um, one of the good friends, Hamish Ogilvy, that you know used to coach the the Mariners down here, so he's one of the best mates. So he's the he's the head um, recruiter for the Crows. So he got me on board for that. So I think it's more of just a, so I can catch up and have a few beers with him. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I, I used to look after the Tassie zone for them and. Um, when Tassie, basically whenever the Devils or the Mariners played away, you'd, you'd fly over and, and watch them. And um, I was fortunate enough, obviously, because you, you can watch it for, you know, I've done been, I did it for about six years and you put all these cases, but someone always might pick your players. You never get a player picked, but I was fortunate enough to obviously get pushed chase up and it's yeah. good to see him get picked up, obviously. So, yeah, um, so yeah I, was, I enjoyed it, but... Um, as I said, obviously now that what's happening with the AFL, there I think those jobs won't be really there anymore. Yeah. So there's going to be some it's going to make it tough. Significant cast cutting. Um, yeah. So when footy does come back, what do you reckon about Devils returning, or what what the landscape should sort of look like moving forward for Tassie? It's a bit of a well, at the moment. Yeah, it's just with what's happened. I guess it's, it's changed everything. So mm. um, I mean, if they're feeding him getting an AFL side, I think it's a must to have a, a platform underneath that. Yeah, probably just above the above the TSL. But would it need to go back to regional footy then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, and that that worked pretty well back. I mean, the, the argument you was uh, if they're only playing reg- at a regional sort of level, them coming up and being good enough to, to play at that higher level. So that that is a, a tricky one. Mm. Um, but it, it it worked pretty well before the at the early stages um, yeah. when we did it. So I can't see why. Um, but it have to, again, have to be in the one area. Um, I guess the thing about it, I mean, it has to be in Hobart, in my opinion. But mm. the issue is, I mean, North Lawn says to me, the powerhouse, so you'd, yeah. you'd be pretty flat if you're then having to, <laughs> having to move down. Yeah, but, okay. yeah. yeah. we were talking to Brownie, like, he was pretty, for the Northwest boys that wanted to come down and train at Hobart and stuff like that, like, geez, having to drive home, get home at 11 yeah, o'clock no. at night, you've got to be, really be dedicated they to were, it. They yeah. were, mm-hmm. yeah. Hats off to those guys, I mean, especially Brennan, those guys. He, he did it for ages, so mm. it's a, yeah, it's not easy. He loves his footy, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, there's no excuse. I mean, sometimes these days people don't like to do the, the hard yards, really, so, mm. I mean, it wouldn't... But in saying that, I wouldn't like to do it. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'd move, though, if I was going to make that yeah, decision. Yeah, exactly. But mm. you need to be looked after employment or education or all mm. those sort of things, and... That would be the priority, I think. Yeah, but, um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm biased. I mean, I love the I love the Devils because I guess it was at that back in the VFL was really strong as well. So it was yeah. a, it was really challenging. So it was yeah. at a good level where if you're good enough, I mean, you could you could go well, but it was it was hard. I mean, versus 
a TSL, no disrespect to it, but yeah, um, you can probably cruise around getting a kick mm. um, pretty easily still, even if you're only half fit or only half fit income. So yeah, well that's the thing. It's not you're not going to put a side in the VFL and be super competitive in the first year. They've got to be willing to give it a yeah, chance in a couple of years. Yeah, correct. Mm. Um, but I think whatever we do, I just the, I guess the problem is we just we keep changing the goalpost all the time. I just no, we. Yeah. If we're going to make a decision, just do it and leave yeah. it. Or if it is a TSL, stick with it for the next 10 years. But mm. we just keep chopping and changing and chopping and changing. So, mm. um, but yeah, I, I don't know the correct model. I've just got my own opinions and yeah, whether exactly. that's right or not, really. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, that's all we can ask we'll for. We'll have to wait and find out, won't we? Last one who's the better player, you, Matt, or Tim? Um, it's a good question. We have that argument all the time, so we always back ourselves in. But, yeah, as you do. No, I mean, this is how I view it. Tim. Tim didn't take footy that seriously um, compared to what me and Matt did in, in the in the early years. So um, he was playing touch footy and all bits and pieces, and then he sort of travelled. So, um, but in terms of in the end, I think it would yeah, I think it would be him. So I mean, he went over in, in the waffle and, and had a super career over there. Yeah. So so yeah, for for that period, I mean, I went watching my game. It's yeah, one of the best games I've ever seen him anyone, anyone play. So yeah. Um, but we we tell him he's only done over a short period compared to the long period like me yeah. and Matt had. So. <laughs> but nah, so yeah, but obviously both. And same as Matt. Matt's Matt's been a gun player himself, so it's a, it's a tough call. But yeah, probably Tim. Yeah, there you go. Tim. Wow, Tim's got the chocolates over yourself. <laughs> cool. Oh, I reckon if we ask after a few beers, we might get a different answer. <laughs> That's all we've got for you, mate. Thanks very much for having us and taking up the offer to get back in to recording so we know you're a busy man and um there's obviously a fair bit going on in the world at the moment but thank you very much for giving up your time i hope i hope you enjoyed it thanks for having me cheers mate thanks mate